Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio 630 Chad. All right, it's 1234 in Edmonton. Brendan Ulrich with you on Oilers Now. Some guests on Oilers Now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Follow the sizzle to Alberta's own Roos Chris Steakhouse, 9990 Jasper Avenue. A reminder that every Wednesday is date night at Roos Chris where two can dine for $120. Every Tuesday on Oilers Now, it's Stoffer Inspector, but during the summer, it's every Thursday. Stoffer Inspector for Horse Racing Alberta, HRA, live racing every Friday and Saturday at Northlands Park. Spec, how are you doing? Oh, pretty fair. How are you doing, Brendan? Running the ship here? Yeah, trying to anyways. Shorts and a t-shirt, looking good. Don't have to dress for radio, eh? It's awesome. No, it's great. Yeah, you can wear whatever you want. <laughs> Nike t-shirt on, you know, sporty uh, attire, so it's, it's There great. you go. And uh, you don't have your hat on this week. No hats this week, my yeah. friend. <laughs> well, I say, what, what have you been up to? I mean, this is like the only day of the week you work uh, these days. Uh, summer, well, so. not quite. I've been up to uh, a lot of work on the golf tournament coming up. Mark Spector Golf Classic for Sports Central's on Wednesday. That's been actually burning up my uh, iPhone here for the past few days. I bet. Whenever something like that gets close, it turns into uh, quite a lot of things that uh, come up. So that's been good. I've uh, been watching uh, Evan Bouchard sign, been watching Josh Curry sign. See that uh, interesting cat on waivers today, Brendan. Brett Kulak, local kid, uh, brought up through the Flames organization. I'm not sure that uh, I wouldn't uh, be asking my scouts what they think of him. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about him uh, a little bit later. But yeah, I was surprised to see that he played, what, 70 games last season with the Flames, and then he's on waivers, so... Yeah, 71 games. He's Surprising. a third-pairing guy, and I'm not saying that the order should run out and get him right this second. That's not what I'm saying. But there is a talented young 24-year-old player who can't be very expensive. Uh, depth guy, local guy, skates okay, not real physical, you know. I don't know. I just thought that I'm surprised to see the Flames spend so much time on that young player to get him to where he's at and then put him on waivers. It surprises me. Yeah, he seems like a decent third option guy. Uh, only 24 with some room to grow, so I don't know yes. the reasoning behind that. The reason I was bugging you, though, Spec, about uh, not doing any work, I noticed uh, you tweeted out a picture of nature 
Nice, eh? Like, this is new. Like, you know you're bored when you're tweeting out pictures like that. Yeah, yeah well, that's <laughs> You're okay. not bored, you're just enjoying it yourself, It doesn't all I have guess. to be hockey. Yeah. That's a great-looking picture, that nice. canola field, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I just had to laugh at that. And you're also tweeting out all kinds of pictures with uh, jerseys for your tournament as well. So a lot of uh, local NHLers uh, involved in this, and that's great to see that this is... Uh, such a big success. Yeah the, yeah, the guys that are local have been really good to us. Uh, Nick Holden's uh, been a regular every year. Dave Schlemko always plays. Uh, Colton Preko, of course. I'm uh, swinging over to pick up a jersey of his this afternoon. Uh, all those guys play. They come support us, and they support Sports Central on the side, some of them. And they, uh, you know, it's just nice. It's nice to have those guys. The problem is that Colton Preco tends to win the longest drive every time he comes around our tournament. Well, I figured it's, that would be Stoffer. Yeah, no, it ain't Stoffer. Unless it's like unless he was in a car. <laughs> <laughs> then he'd have a chance. That's great. Oh. No, Pareko hits it uh, an absolute ton. Uh, and Schlemko tends to take the guys uh, about two-thirds of the way through the banquet. You look around and all these hockey players are leaving because they're going out for another 18 at the quarry <laughs> after the tournament. Uh, but anyway, lots of support from local guys. Johnny Boychuk's played before. Um, I probably missed some guys. But uh, anyway, lots of support from the local NHLers. Kyle Brodziak, uh, such a good guy. He's never been able to play. His family always goes on vacation, but he sends a jersey anyhow. Hmm. just because that's the kind of guy he is. So we'll get him in there now once in a while. Hopefully he'll be around uh, being at Edmonton Oilers now again. Well, I heard uh, Pareko on Inside Sports with Ree Wilkins last week talking about how good of a guy Brodziak is. And just he's a glue guy in the dressing room. Everyone just is drawn to him at all times. So Good, good. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, he's just, I mean, we did, we have criticized. The Oilers drafting and at times hasn't been very good. But there's a guy, you know, they draft, where'd they draft uh, Brodziak? I don't even remember. It was so long ago. Uh, but, I mean, he's going to play, I'll bet you he ends up playing a 1,000 games, you know. And, uh, sure, they didn't keep him the whole time. When you Players like that, depth guys. Uh, what year was he drafted? He was drafted in the seventh round in 2003. <laughs> there you go, seventh round pick. Yeah. Seventh round picks don't tend to play their 900 games with the same team. They move around. That's just the history of hockey. But uh, I'll tell you what, give those scouts credit that found a guy in the seventh round that played that many games and has turned into a very solid NHL pro, and he will make the Oilers better. We all were surprised at how big a dent losing Matt Hendricks actually left in that dressing room. No one predicted it. We thought they'd be fine without Matt Hendricks, but I think uh, when the season ended, we said, man, looks like they missed uh, Matty Hendricks a little bit, and uh, Kyle Brodziak will for sure fill that hole. Just before we uh, move on to the Oilers' power play and other things, uh, we'll just wrap up the uh, the golf talk here, Spec. So this yeah, is the fifth year. Yeah, fifth year. It's our fifth year, and we're, um, uh, what can I say? We're kind of a fixture. The darn thing's an annual, so my name's yeah. tied to it now for a long time, Brendan. <laughs> That's a lesson for you. <laughs> they name a golf tournament after you. It's their way of saying, you're not going anywhere, pal. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, well, maybe one day I'll get invited to this thing. Uh, well, usually I invite Bob, which means you have to work. Yeah, I know. That's too bad. But I'll bet you you're a better golfer. Ah, yeah. But, well, you can't be any worse, right? So. <laughs> I'm not very good at golf, but uh, I know Bob has told me he's not very good, so I'll uh, take his word Bobby. on that one. You know what? Bob supports us well. He always comes out and plays and uh, helps us out on the side with a couple things. And, uh, you know, it's the thing that I've learned after doing this for a few years, and I've been working with Sports Central as well and some other things, but it brings the whole 
town together. Like we compete, right? You know, I compete with stories for stories with you guys at Ched and with Ryan Rashog at TSN and and those guys over at the other station, TSN twelve sixty. We all compete all the time. But when it comes to something like charity, we tend to uh, all get on the same team, right? And, you know, Dustin Nielsen is going to play my tournament and Jason Greger because they're all in for charity. And we sort of stop drawing the lines between each other and we'll pick them back up when the orders start and I'll be trying to scoop them and you'll be trying to scoop us, right? But the cool thing is that when you get together on their charities, our charities, my charity, Ched's charities, we're all kind of the same team and I think that's good news. On the uh, topic of golf spec, have you been watching any of the Open Championship uh, that kicked off overnight? I watched a little this morning. I saw Jordan Spieth uh, beating it around the hay over there. Uh, I think he actually saved a double bogey. Uh, but it looks like, you know, an Open Championship. The first uh, round, well, I guess everyone's done their first round. There's some names at the top that you, you know, a couple of them I've never even heard of. Yeah. Uh, that's always the case when it comes to the Open Championship. Well, Kistner is uh, the leader at 5-under, but uh, Lombard is at 4-under. Never even heard of him. Finau is at 4-under. He's had a really good year. Yep. The weather uh, conditions were good, ideal today. There wasn't a lot of wind, so oh. I, the wind's going to pick up, and then uh, this is when the tournament gets interesting. But I love this tournament. This is my favorite. Is I, I wish I could have booked the, of the, all the majors days off. Yeah, it's just like nostalgic. Uh, you know, it's overseas. The, the I like the link style. Um I don't like the American link style courses, but I like the uh, European link style courses. There's yeah. something about them. Well, I think that what we all like to see, frankly, like when you watch those Buick championships and and the you know the sort of cookie cutter PGA events that go on all year. Yeah. Uh, the guys can beat those courses up pretty good, and I certainly, as a as a hacker myself, what we all love to see is is PGA professionals uh, that sometimes lose to the course, <laughs> and I think you know we see it certainly at the U.S. Opens, uh, and we see it clearly at the at the Open Championship. You're right; it's all about wind and rain, and inevitably at least one or two of the four rounds gets pretty windy and rainy. And I haven't looked at the forecast for this one, but it's fun watching Jordan Spieth. You know, his drive goes in the hay, then his second shot goes in a sand trap. Well, now he's got to hit out of there sideways today. He hits it right through the fairway into some more hay. So they're struggling, and the course is as good as the players. And I think, you know, I, I don't sit and watch PGA all year long. Uh, but certainly you turn your head when you when the guys are playing against that kind of competition. Mark Spector in studio, Stoffer Inspector, every Tuesday or Thursday on Oilers Now, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta. All right, Spec, let's talk about the Oilers a little bit more here. Um, I had Bouchard on uh, the show yesterday. Yeah, and, I heard some of that. Uh, yeah, well, he didn't say a whole lot, but he did say that he did say this, and uh, we'll play the uh, clip once again here. It's a quick one, just about uh, his chances of cracking the Oilers roster as a rookie. I think it's uh, it's realistic. I think uh, you know, that's what I've been working for uh, all summer to to really be ready for for camp and. Uh, you know, make sure uh, I have uh, a really good camp, and um, you know, just just go from there and do the little things right. I really want to, you know, turn heads and uh, enjoy enjoy camp, and uh, hopefully stay out there for the season. So there you have it, young kid with some confidence there, saying he thinks he has a chance to make the team, and he, he should be saying that. Obviously, you like to you like to hear that, but the uh, the chance of him making it. There, there is a chance. Like the the fact that he'll be nineteen to start the season. Um, I don't know. What do you think? It, like, is it 
you don't want to rush these guys. You want to draft and develop. Uh, he dominated junior last year. He can't go to the AHL, so it's either go back to London or yep. play on the Oilers or at least get nine games or something like that. I don't know. Where do you come out on this? Well, there's a, a confluence of events with this kid that, that leads you to think that he will... F- I mean, you know he's going to get every chance to make the team, right? I'm here to tell you. He, he stays right through camp unless, you know, the worst possible scenario and he just can't compete. Uh, chances are he'll play a couple NHL games. And it was like for Kyler Yamamoto, his camp, that... La- la- Last year, he extended it, and then his camp really became the first nine NHL games. Um, well, he was great in the preseason. He scored a he bunch great of great in the preseason. Yeah. Like, there was no... After about three preseason outings, we all looked at each other and said, okay, let's see how he looks in the NHL here, right? So his camp got extended, and I'm going to expect Evan Bouchard gets the same thing. But here's the deal for me with Bouchard. Like, A, he absolutely was a dominant junior defenseman last year, certainly offensively. Uh, I didn't see him play enough to to judge his defensive play. But he doesn't have anything to prove in junior from an offensive standpoint. Uh, He's got NHL size already. You know, he's not coming in at 5'10", 170, right? The kid's over 200 pounds. He's 6'2". So he can handle himself physically, you would think. Uh, He comes to a team that has a shortage in exactly what he brings to the table. You know, they don't have enough... Uh, they don't have a power play shot. I mean, I guess they got Ethan Bear, and when Clef bombs, if he's healthy, he's got one too. But they really need this guy. They don't have enough puck-moving defensemen. They don't have enough offensive defensemen. They don't have enough shot back there, uh, right shot. So he, he he's exactly in the place where they need him. Uh, and I think the fourth thing, Brendan, is even compared to five years ago, the top junior kids are coming out of, out of the OHL or the CHL so ready to play now. That whereas 10 years ago, it was, you know, such a rare thing to see a guy make the NHL out of junior. We're seeing it more and more, and it's it's a facet of teams needing players, but it's also a facet of the, the best junior hockey players now. They are ready, and they can compete in the NHL, and I'll have to watch this kid to see if he, if he is that guy. But looking at his numbers and looking at what the Oilers need, he'll certainly get a real long look at Cam. Well, I mean, McAvoy... As a, a rookie, Mark. Uh, of course, he went back to BU, but once his season ended up there, he ended up playing six games for the Bruins in the playoffs that year. And uh, I believe he was getting over 20 minutes instantly, and that was... You How know, old was he? Well, that was his draft year. So like, he went back to BU, and then he was ready for the playoffs. Okay. And then last year, of course, his second year... I uh, had him in my top of my calder. Yeah, he was unreal. So, Top three, right? That's just an example of a young guy stepping yeah, in right. immediately. Now, they did play him next to Char a little yes. bit, and that helps. <laughs> no kidding, yeah. But uh, you know what? The Oilers could could give... could. I mean, he, a kid like Bouchard will get soft minutes, obviously, when he starts. But if he shows that he can play a little bit, you could quite happily put him next to a guy like Larson, who would protect him in the same manner. And I'm not talking about protection with fights, but a guy that no, you know plays defense and and doesn't put his partner in a bad spot, and you know can handle the heavy minutes and the heavy workload. So the Oilers have enough defensemen to shepherd this kid into the year if he shows that he's able. Well, I think the thing with that is they're both righties with Larson. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay, maybe maybe I'm maybe Nurse throwing or, a name out there. Nurse or Sekera, yeah, the list sure. Goes on. Nurse would probably be an excellent example, yeah. right? If you told Nurse play solid defense, let this kid go a little bit. Uh, Darnell Nurse is more than capable of that. Absolutely. So, if Bouchard is here, Spec, you would think he would be on one of the top two power plays. 
Uh, we saw Bear there late in last season, and I would assume they would uh, want to try Bouchard on the power play as well. So that's what we're going to talk about when we get back here. After a quick time, we'll talk about that. Bouchard on the power play, Pugliarvi on the power play. What would your top unit look like, Spec, to start next season? We'll get us some text messages as well. Man, oh, man. There are a lot of text messages coming in for uh, a power play topic here on July 19th. We're having some fun today on Oilers Now. <laughs> when you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca. Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and Hologram, you know it's 100% authentic hand-signed memorabilia so no matter who you cheer for pro-am sports has got your guy visit their edmonton showroom on st albert trail fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca that's pro-am sports hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price priceline when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply .ca. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 1251 in Edmonton, Connor McDavid bringing us back here on Oilers Now. Ulrich Inspector today. Stoffer Inspector every Tuesday or Thursday on Oilers Now, brought to you by Horse Racing Alberta Live Racing Fridays and Saturdays at Northlands. Now, Spec, uh, Bob put out a tweet saying he would play uh, McDavid on both units for the Oilers power play, all two minutes, and maybe cut back his uh, penalty kill time next yes. season. Would that be something you would consider as well? Yeah, I'm actually a little mad at Bob because I was driving in the show this morning and I heard you talking about this, so I said, well, I know exactly what I'd do, and that's what I'll bring to the show, my nuggets of knowledge. I'm going to say we're going to play McDavid on uh, both power plays. Yeah, that makes a lot of Almost sense. Almost the whole me. way. And then, of course, Bob chirps in. He's got the same idea, so that <laughs> hurts. I'm actually starting never to re- on the same page. I'm so starting to rethink my opinion. If that's what Bob thinks, there's got to be some flaw. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, I think that when you have McDavid, uh, I just, you know, <laughs> he's such a good player. Like, if I can use him on more than just one unit, I would. Um, you need some flexibility, you know, because sometimes there's a power play shift that just where a guy actually skates a lot and does get tired and it has only 45 seconds in him that does happen you can't just order him to stay on the ice for two minutes every time Uh, and i'll say this so uh, the plan would be kills a few less penalties brendan but you know there's going to be games that are going on when you realize that there's not a lot of power plays uh you know maybe you haven't had a power play yet he still can kill some penalties for you and frankly i don't think it's the end of the world if mcdavid doesn't kill penalties for me uh it seem, I know it seems like he's really p- 
piling up points sometimes. You, you see a lot of chances, but what were his power play? Uh, sorry, shorthanded numbers last year? One goal, four points? Yeah, he had four points. Uh, the NHL leaders had five. There was a cluster of guys with five. So that's interesting that the NHL leader in shorthanded points had only five points. I would have thought it would be higher. Um, so, you know, with four points, that means he is one of the mo- best sort of producers of points shorthanded. But I could take him on. I mean, let's, come on. That four points, you get the power play going, he gets it in two games, the power play, right? Mm-hmm. Especially if he's playing both ends of it. So I would certainly sacrifice his shorthanded time for more power play time. Absolutely. Well, it's too bad he can't play the entire 60 minutes because but then we'd be on to something here. Then we would, then we'd be basketball. That's <laughs> yeah. what we'd be, Brendan. LeBron James in the playoffs? We'd be basketball. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, but David never gets tired, it seems like, so who knows? He always has an extra gear at all, at all times. So. Well, I mean, you know, there there is a thought process that says spend your, your uh, capital when you have the power play advantage, right? You know, use up McDavid during the power play. And and it, he'll still get you plenty of even strength points, don't worry. And there's, frankly, lots and lots of games where you only get three power plays, right? Lots of games. So, you know, all I know is when McDavid's on the power play, if that power play gets going, uh, it'll win you games, and you won't be talking about what happened five on five. Let's uh, dig deeper uh, into the Oilers' power play here, Spec. Um, the top five power plays in the NHL last season, Pittsburgh, Toronto, Tampa, Boston, Winnipeg. The Caps were seventh. We saw how good the power play was in the playoffs as well. Uh, the Oilers were dead last. So the trend I noticed on all five of those power plays is they at least have two right shots. Some of these power play units have at least three right shots as well. Mm-hmm. You watch the Jets very closely. I love what they did at the playoffs. They always had Shifley in the slot there for the one-time option, yep. and then they have Line as well. So how do you stop that? Well, they had Line on the flank in the Ovechkin position. So you had to, that stretches the box a little bit, right? And here's a guy that, you know, what do you have, 40 goals last year? 41. Um, and then they had uh, Shifley in what they like to call the bumper which was just mm-hmm. sort of high slot. And then they had passing from behind the net, a right-handed passer, Blake Wheeler, who tied for the league league in assists, I believe, with Claude Giroux. So an awesome setup, man. Which the Oilers have in McDavid is an excellent setup, man. And in fact, uh, Drysaddle's an excellent setup, man. And, and Nugent Hopkins can pass the puck. So they've got the distributors at Edmonton. Uh, it's a matter of putting people in the right places. And you know, do they have that shooter that sits out where Liney sits? You're hoping it turns into Pugliarvi one day, you know? And I think that day's here. I mean, let's segue to this kid. Like, yeah. I think they've brought him along slowly, and, and I like, frankly, that they haven't just given him all the opportunity because he has not earned it. And I'm okay with all that, but I think we're into year three now uh, of his pro career, and I think it's time to to see what he's got. I think it's time for the Oilers to say, okay, we're not handing him power play time now, but we're going we're gonna to see if he's got what it takes to be in our power play. Because it's, it's, I'm not saying, I know he's only 20 years old, but, you know, the time has come for Jesse Pugliarvi to start to stake a claim here into some, some type of a player. At this point, I'm not sure what he is, and I'm not sure if he is, but hopefully three months from now we're saying different things. But I think it's time to, to give him a little bit of rope to hang himself on, and I would think the orders think the same way. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd like to see him get the first crack at it. I mean, the other options are Strom, Raddy, Yamamoto, Aberg, Reeder, Benning, and Bouchard. So, I mean, two of those guys are defensemen as well. But in terms of forwards, those are your five or six right there. I think you're going to always have one of 
uh, Bear, Benning, or Bouchard as a right shot on your power play unit, yeah. right? That uh, makes sense. If yeah. Bear and Bouchard are good, they're more offensive players than Benning. But I kind of didn't mind as a second power play guy. Benning showed us a little something last year. I didn't mind him, and he's got tons of room to grow. He's a third year pro. That's it. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with that crop of three right shot defensemen, I don't mind it. Clefbaum uh, is clearly your top power play left hand shot. You know, and Sekra's behind him on the second unit. So I mean, none of those guys are Shea Weber here, and none of those guys are Drew Doughty. But that's a decent crop. There's no excuse to have a brutal power play with those five defensemen. And if you're telling me you got Connor McDavid on, you know, you're going to play him maybe both your power plays. You got Nugent Hopkins on one power play. You got Drysaddle on another. You know, those are two excellent players. Maybe you got a shooter and Pulleyarvi. Let's see. Uh, you know, I'm, there's just no reason why this power play shouldn't win you some games, Brennan. It's not a bad. It's certainly. The, the personnel is very decent, and it's time for the coaching staff to figure out how to make it work. 100%. Yeah, that's the thing. Do you play all three of those forwards on the same unit? They're all left shots. We're talking about Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, or yeah, dry settle, or do you have one of them running the second unit? So I think you need a guy to run your second yeah. unit, and all three of those guys are distributors, so why not? It is 12.58 in Edmonton. We will talk about this a little bit more when we get back after the news. We will also get to a bunch of your text messages on this subject as well. We also have Josh Curry signing a two-year deal with the Oilers yesterday. He'll join us at 1.35. But first, Eileen Bell is your 1 o'clock news update.